This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 91, Finding Balance with Art and Life, an interview with Victoria Williamstein. Quote of the day, this was said by Victoria, I am profoundly inspired by nature and the pure imagination of the child mind. By observing nature, I see longing for balance in all things. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and new age self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another. And we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hirshton. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art, A Guide to Starting a Professional Art Business. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists and was called The Alchemy of Art Podcast. Now we are the Studio Alchemy Podcast and have expanded our topics of discussion to include ways everyone can harness their creative energy. To find out more about my projects, classes, and to sign up for my art newsletter, I invite you to go to my website, studioalchemy.art. And as I record this in August of 2022, um, here at the studio in downtown Indianapolis, I have all kinds of fall classes coming up. So if you are in the area and want to join us, I welcome you to go to my website and get engaged, join our art community. And now for our interview with Victoria Williamstein. Victoria Williamstein is a painter whose work reflects her gentle spiritual nature. She has graphic design and fine arts degrees and has exhibited work in numerous shows over the years. Here in Indianapolis, she is the leader of a monthly women's circle and facilitates therapeutic art classes on occasion. You can find out more about Victoria at www.artthouinspired.com and I'll have a link for that in the show notes. Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Addie. Thanks for inviting me to come and talk with you today. I've been looking forward to getting to talk and connect and see how our paths as artists here in Indianapolis overlap. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I'm pleased as punch that you're here. And we're going to be taking a class together later in the, uh, in the season. So I'm excited about that too. All right, my first question for you is have you had any good dreams lately, fellow dreamer? (laughs) Why, yes, of course I have had some (laughs) wonderful dreams, fellow dreamer. Um, It's interesting because I actually had written down um, a dream more recently that was about uh, moving into a new home, and it was much larger, and when I... We sat down to rest after moving in. I noticed some light coming up from underneath, a, like a dresser against the wall. 
And I looked underneath and there was a like a portal, almost like uh, in Narnia, right through the back of the closet. But it was like under this like dresser that was only raised about four inches. So I'm not sure how we managed to climb like underneath my husband and I, but we went through there. I discovered a magical crown on the journey through the underneath of the dresser and found this like beachy, magical, mystical place. So that was a really fun dream I've had recently. And I was just sharing with you earlier that we had this opportunity for to look at a house today. Um, so maybe there's a connection there. Who knows? <laughs> maybe the house has a portal. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Time will tell. All right. What's the story of how you became a painter? Okay, so I became a painter kind of later in life, I, or I guess really owned that term. I think I've always been a bit of a painter, artist, drawer, for sure, illustrator, maybe, better term. Um, I, when my son was born, it kind of shifted what the rhythms and cycles of my life looked like because I knew I really wanted to be um, very present to his early years. That was really important to me. So I shifted to, I, I had my degree in graphic design. I found that I didn't really like sitting behind a desk all day. So I had moved more into a merchandising aspect of that. And I had managed some small businesses. I like building like store displays and things like that. Um, so I was moving out of that and decided to just keep some clients for graphic design that I could do from home and I could be with my son and then start taking some fine art classes just at the Ivy Tech Community College. And it opened up this whole world for me. And through that experience and the wonderful professors that um, they have there, I was able to kind of unlock the painter inside of me fully. How do you balance your career as an artist and a dental hygienist? Um, as you and I have chatted about before, you know, balance can be hard to find with careers. Thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah Addie, I feel like I've really run the gamut of uh, trying to find a rhythm and cycle for life that really felt balanced for me. Um, I've gone from working, you know, 40 hours a week in a salaried position to having just clients that, you know, it ebbs and flows to being full-time painting and artistry to doing some house flipping experience, very minimal experiences with that. That was a lot. I don't think I would do that again. <laughs> um, good experience, but a lot. Um, so it's taken me some time to find my rhythm and my balance. I came across um, Rudolf Steiner's teachings at some point um, in life, and he talks a lot about, um, well, he, he has kind of a philosophy, um, anthroposophy, that talks about um, wisdom of the human being. And that really shifted things in, in my life. I had been looking kind of outside of myself for direction on who am I supposed to be and how, what is this supposed to look like to be an artist in the world? And through his teachings and um, through some wonderful connections with the Dancing Flame Medicine Lodge, I've been able to now look kind of within myself for what a balanced rhythm looks like for me. 
And for me, I really needed what um, I now know is a term, an anchor job. I need something that kind of sets the rhythm for my week. I know these three days of the week, I'm going to be in this place. I know that I'm going to get paid for what I do and that my time investment will be like, not immediately honored, but like within a reasonable pay period be honored where art feels like such a risk. It's a little too much for me sometimes to just be only an artist. And then I feel like my, my groundedness, my rootedness gets a little shaken if I don't have like an anchor point. So for me, finding that anchor point in, in dentistry as a dental assistant and myofunctional therapist, um, it's been a huge blessing in my life. And I love, I work in a pediatric office, so I work with kids all day. And I, that just feeds my heart so much, especially as my son is getting older now and doesn't need me as much. Um, it feeds my heart to... To, to be there and help them have a wonderful, like, comfortable dental experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the other artists who came on the show a while back, Annalise Gentili, she talked about balance in terms of, I think she said, like, you're on a surfboard or something, and you're, it's, it's, you're always moving back and forth a little bit to, to find the balance to stay on the board so you don't fall over. <laughs> But um, but there is always this sort of constant movement. You're never going to find a perfect everything yes. where everything is balanced in your life, but you're sensitively listening and moving and and um, listening to your body and listening to the call to do things. Um, what projects have you been called to work on lately? <laughs> she smiled. <laughs> Well, to comment on on your your share there, it, I, I agree. It is like this constant presence to the moment, and um, I turn a lot, I think, to like animal medicine or animal wisdom with those things. And for me, I see that kind of as that turtle medicine, that slow and steady. I don't have to do all the things today. I just am gonna do some of those things today. And if I do that every day, then it adds up to something which is a good preface to talking about the projects I have going on because there's a lot of them. <laughs> it seems like this is the way I'm wired. This is the way my brain tends to work is to be taking small steps towards many things over time and then seeing that build into something over time. And so I'm always encouraging other creators and artists too in that direction of do today today, right? Just do what's in front of you today and watch that build over time. You don't have to complete a project right now. It might, you, you could take years on this, this project and you might have another one that's done in three days and that's okay. It's all okay. Um, I saw this great um, meme, I think is what you would call it recently. And it was talking about like the manager minded person and how, like, in our public school system and things, we're kind of directed in the manager-minded person, where every hour we're shifting to a new task, and we're kind of moving through things quickly. But the maker mindset, in comparison with that, is, like, maker mindset really wants, like, three hours, six hours, like, chunks of time to give, like, a long stretch of time to something. And... Um, what that looks like for me as an artist and working on many projects is I, you know, I have 
to live in both worlds, right? Have some of that manager mindset, but make sure I'm giving myself that like three hour chunk, that six hour chunk intentionally. So what that looks like for projects coming up for me, um, I'm really excited to be participating in the Roots show here at Studio Alchemy. I've been looking forward to that. And that is October 7th, 6 to 9. So if people want to come by Studio Alchemy for that, come see us. We'll have some art here together. And um, I'm also working on a solo show for November. It's called Deep Within the Dream. So you'll like this fellow dreamer. I've been working on a series. Some of them have been years that I've been putting layers and layers on the painting. Some of them are more recent. Um, but it's, this particular show is really talking about that introspective dreaming world and what that looks like for me, um, and might be relatable for other fellow dreamers out there. And I'll be doing that at Essential Wellbeings, which if you haven't been, it's a lovely shop. They have all kinds of, um, crystals and herbs and, self-care items just a lovely place um and that is november 19th uh 6414 oaklandon road so if you want to put that one in your calendars too <laughs> always welcome to come and and uh experience the art sometimes i really feel like there's just something special about being present with the art piece and seeing those brush strokes and really looking at all the layers of what's there versus, you know, a picture on a website does tell a story, but being present with it, there's just something about that energy, I think, that's really special. So I'm really excited about that show because some of these have been really building over a long period of time. So I'm excited to, like, let them go and be present for people to experience. Um, and then you had touched on the other thing is we're getting ready to, but we've, we figured out that we were both doing this. We didn't know going in, and now I'm like, I feel so much less nervous, so yay. Um, we're going to do a religion and spirituality art seminar through the IUPUI Arts Humanities Institute. Um, it's covering the story of Jacob's Ladder, which has dreams in it as well. And we're creating a piece for a final show and doing uh, several... Uh, sessions. I think it's like eight sessions, right? We come together and we have a curriculum we're going over. I don't really know fully what this is we're diving into, but it sounds fascinating. So I'm excited and even more excited that we get to do it together. And that it's like that first day of class, you know, when you show up somewhere, it's like so much better when you know your friend's going to be there. <laughs> You're not going to be in a room full of strangers. Yeah. So yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the that's the bulk of things that I have going on right now. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna add a little question in there. Um, of all these pieces, you know, maybe with the dream pieces, with the roots piece you're making for the show here, but really any of your artwork that you've done. What's the main message behind it, you would say? If, if you can sum it up. I mean, sometimes it's each piece has a meaning and a purpose. And sometimes that's to just get something out that's inside of ourselves. And other times it's I want to convey a message to other people. I don't know if anything comes sure. to mind as I ask this question. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
Um, so it's uh, that's a great question. So it's interesting for me. Part of my journey has been. Um, I, I tell my husband all the time, I feel like I'm a backwards cat. And what a backwards cat is, you know, like cats, they really like you to pet them from their head to their tail. That's just what they like. I grew up out in the country with cats being my main friends until about third grade when we moved into town. I, it was still a small town in northern Indiana, but cats were my main connection. Every once in a while, you meet a cat that does not like to be pet from its head to its tail. It wants you to pet it from its tail to its head. And I feel like I'm like that backward cat. So in art school, you know, they want you to like plan out what you're going to do and have sketches and have this preconceived message and notion of what you want to put out there. And I am just this backwards cat. I do not work that way. I feel like it's a conversation. I am working with this piece. It wants to become something. I might have an idea, but we're always working together on what the final piece is going to look like. So a lot of my art is more suggestive. It's more um, open. I have people look at it, and one person will see one thing in there, and another will see another. And to me, it's kind of that therapeutic message of what's inside of us that we're seeing outside of us. Mm -hmm. That kind of play on reflections of what I'm seeing outside of me is really telling me something about what's inside of me. And um, so I feel like the, the art is almost a, like a medicine tool for people to see what's inside of them or what is wanting to speak to their own hearts. So it's not really about a specific message that I have. It's more about like connecting with that piece and what message does that piece have for you? Like what is it saying to you and how is that um, speaking to you in your own life as you're walking your own life right now? Um, it's really interesting, two of my pieces that are um, I've been working on for several years now through this big transition period in my life. I feel like there's um, just a lot of energy in, in them and just experiencing that. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel sensitive to the energies around me and things all the time. I remember, and I might tear up a little bit saying this, I remember when I went to the um, Art Institute of Chicago, I saw one of my favorite artists, um, and I'm probably going to say her name wrong because I've only read it, but Artisma Gentileschi, she, they brought in one of her pieces. But it was huge to me because as a, as a kid, art was always something that men did. That was what I saw in the books and things. And then when I was in high school, I took an art history class, which I didn't even know was a thing. I was so excited. And Artisma Gentileschi was the first female um, artist that was mentioned in the book. So... Uh, the Art Institute of Chicago brought a piece from Artisma Gentileschi's collection to their museum for a short period of time. But when I got to be present with that piece of art, I couldn't, I just cried. Like knowing that this, what a strong, brave woman, you know, to be painting these things, to even be a painter in a time where women were not artists or painters and how deeply she wanted to express something and know herself and and create and to see her brush strokes and know like this person who's now 
you know, in spirit is, has created this physical thing and I get to see it and I can see all the details of, and my brain likes to look at like, not only the imagery, but like how the imagery came together and the layers and the colors. And it was just so impactful to me. And so I strive to create, I think, art with that level of depth, with that level of like, you want to engage in it. You want to look a little closer. You want to see what you see in it. Um, Kind of like even in like an Oracle card, how you might, different things will stand up out to you and speak to you. So, yeah. All right. Final question for you. Unless I think of another one to throw at you. (laughs) Give you a (laughs) curveball. All right. So I am writing a book on symbols, which, by the way, I so I just finished the part one, like the real like all of the illustrations are there and all the words are there. I've had it edited once, probably going to have it edited again. But like. So that's like a great place to be. Just yesterday, it was like, okay, done with the bulk of part one. Yes, I'll do some little tweaking, but like it's it's there. The chunk of it's there. And now I'm working on part two, which is like an encyclopedia of symbols. Um, but I love hearing about what images are important to people. What is your favorite symbol and what does it represent to you? Oh, I love this question. I also love symbols and the depths of meaning individually and across like the consciousness, right? So this question is such a good question. I There's so many symbols that I love and will connect with, but there's one that I feel like really has stuck with me through the years, and that is the galactic butterfly. It's a Mayan symbol. Have you heard of this one? So it it looks like it's similar in aspect to the yin and the yang. There's kind of this black and white aspect and they balance each other out. Um, but what I like about it is, and that I connect with it on a deeper level, is that kind of like how the balance in my life looks not quite as simple as the yin and yang. It's a little more complex. The galactic butterfly also, I feel like, reflects that. It's balanced, but there's there's many aspects to it. And the butterfly being a symbol of transformation and how we're, I feel we're always transforming in our lives and growing and changing and learning. And so I just, I've always really connected with that symbol in that way. Awesome. Very good. And I, I just thought of another question for you. Curveball. Yay. Okay. So, um... And I, I know you answered this for me before because we've chatted about it, but we've both done the on-ramp program. So I did it last year and you're doing it this year. And for for the on-ramp, it's a, it's a grant program where artists go through an entrepreneurial training, if you will, of a you know long, intense weekend. And then they create a proposal where they're going to do a big project and they're going to get several thousand dollars to do the project and then they need to complete it by the end of the next year. And so for my on-ramp project, I selected to do this uh, symbolism book that I'm calling The Alchemy of Symbols, which has been, it's turned into being the biggest project I've ever done, Victoria, because like, I mean, I've written other books and stuff, but this is 
it's like the words and the illustrations and it's super long and there's just a lot there. And anyway, so, uh, my goal is to get it done by the end of the year because that's where <laughs> the grant project, ah. but, um, yay, yay. Okay. Uh, but so what is your project that you're formulating and proposing and, um, What's going to happen? Well, first of all, I have to say I'm really excited about your book, so I can't wait to dive in when it's ready. And um, so for my project, I um, I completed a deck of cards. They're called um, Balanced in Beauty Way. It's a spirit card deck. So I'm, um, I believe that we are all creating our own future all the time, so I don't necessarily use cards as far as like a predicting the future kind of thing. But I do um, like the aspects of these cards. They kind of just give you little nudges towards balance in your life, which I think is just the greatest medicine there can be, right? Our body wants to be in a state of homeostasis, I think is how you say this. Maybe wrong. I don't know. But like in a state of balance, right? And I had to take anatomy classes for my dental stuff. So (laughs) I'm pulling from that uh, tentacle there. Um, so <laughs> our, our bodies like that and our earth likes that. And I think our souls like that as well. So the cards are really, um, they're my paintings and, um, I've taken, a just like a one sentence say like saying or a quote or encouragement maybe, um, that that painting spoke to me while I was creating it that I refer to in my own life. I really made them for myself to reference some of my own things that helped me stay balanced. And then um, it felt like it'd be a great thing to share with other people who might be looking for that. So I have created the deck. I started it in 2016. I finally finished it last year. And um, in the deck, there's a blank card. And on the back of that card, it says, you are beauty way. So the card is meant for the person who owns the deck, to create um, an image that's speaking to them. It can be an image of themselves. It can be colors they identify with. It can be really anything um, that speaks to that person's heart. So when they, they pull that card, they're reminded, like, all the beauty they'll ever need is right there inside of them, right? So um, what I'm attempting to do with my grant project is create some workshops um, around using the deck. Yeah. So we're gonna, uh, offer, offer that. I'm hoping that Studio Alchemy will let me set up here some for that. So (laughs) we'll, uh, we'll get back to everybody about that, but yeah, so I'll be working on those workshops. I'm, I'm also designing a box for the cards. Like right now I have them printed and they're just, they're round cards too. Okay. So this is another aside. When I, I used to work at a metaphysical gift shop for like eight years, I managed it. Um, and I always disliked that all the cards were square. And um, it just felt like so, at that time, I was very much into like feminism and like everything's square and, and man-made in this world. Like we need the organic round things. Why aren't there any round cards? So I have since found there are some other round cards, but not many of them. So I was like, someday I'm going to make a deck of round cards. So these cards are round, um, which 
has made it a little uh, tricky for me to figure out like packaging for them right now. They're just shrink wrapped, but I'm going to design a box. So they have like a box to go in. So that's part of my project too, is working on the design and making it more, um, I don't marketing it better, I guess. Okay. So yeah. Thanks for that. Asking that question. That's a great question. <laughs> You're full of great questions, Addie. <laughs> well, as long as I'm not full of the alternative, I think we're okay. <laughs> Awesome. Yes, yes. All familiar. Yes, we've discussed this. Wonderful. Yeah, and I'm excited about that. And um, and your cards are beautiful, too. So my final, final question for real, the last one, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? I mean, it can just be thoughts, advice, wisdom. It could be something else that's coming up in your life. It, it can be anything a full platform for anything to share gosh <laughs> you can't see me but I feel like I should be chewing my hair right now like hmm. um I I would just say you know I had such a good investment to start looking into what your own cycles and rhythms are and understanding what works for you and and noticing how that's going to be different from what works for other people and finding that like just respectful balanced way of walking through the world as individuals I feel I know I feel my generation and that's just a you know a small snippet of the human race right like I grew up in northern Indiana in a very small town and I love lots of things about that. And part of that, though, is that it's kind of like, oh, this is how you're supposed to be, and you fit in this box, and the rhythm is supposed to look like this. And if you're not in this rhythm, then maybe there's something wrong with you is kind of the – some things I internalized, I think. And as I have grown um, into myself over the years, I've really learned – wow, we all just have like our own little drumbeat, right? Our own little rhythm. And fighting against it, I think, can bring illness in our life. And embracing what our rhythm is, is just so magical. I just so encourage everyone out there, like take that moment to feel your own breath, feel your own rhythm and move with it and see where it takes you. Thank you, Addie. You're welcome, Victoria. Thanks so much for coming on the show.